This is Father Bonaventure Chapman. And I'm Father Joseph Anthony Cress. And welcome to Godsplaining. Thanks to all who support us. If you enjoy the show, please consider becoming a monthly don't uh, make a monthly donation on Patreon. Become a patron, you should say. Be sure to like and subscribe to Godsplaining wherever you listen to your podcasts. This is a very exciting episode. Not just is it a guest splaining episode, but it is a Jesuit splaining episode because we are welcoming with us here Father John Brown, SJ, member of the Society of Jesus. Father John, welcome to the show. Thank you both for having me. It's a great pleasure to be here. Oh, it's it is a real excitement. I have to give a little background on what's going here because I think it was. I mean, I I certainly first saw you. I think when I was with Father Joseph Anthony doing a live splaining, and down yep, in the comments yep. section there was an SJ, and <laughs> and I got so excited. I remember I just remember uh, seeing that in the corner, going, "Oh my gosh, there's a Jesuit on. This is great!" And and then you were fist pumping too, and it got really exciting. Um, so we we started, and so we've seen you on a few of these times. We thought, you know what? We need to have, I've been looking for a Jesuit to mm-hmm. come on uh, the show and talk because, um, one, the Dominicans Jesuits have a sort of uh, traditional rivalry with each other. And two, some people have been saying bad things about the <laughs> Jesuits, and some people might be confused about what Jesuits are up to, and some Jesuits might be confused about what they're up to. So we thought we'd bring on an expert uh, from the Jesuits, Father John Brown, to, to speak to us. Listen, I, I really, really appreciate it. Also, I need to tell you both that uh, my administrative assistant, Elizabeth Rizzo, thinks y'all mm-hmm. are the greatest, and she couldn't believe that I was going to be on your show. I kept trying to explain <laughs> to her what a big deal I am and that she needed to just get used to it, yeah. but I think she still got stars in her eyes when she thinks about uh, uh, God-splaining, so that's great. Well, Anything I mean, we can do to help give you credibility. Like that, that is, <laughs> yeah. We're here to support right, as well, right, you know? Right, right. This might open up a sort of like sub-splaining thing. The Jesuit splaining is kind of a monthly or a, or a bi-monthly sort of thing. We'll we'll see if it goes. Right, now, right, um, right. so Father John, if if you could just explain uh, a little about your about yourself to the to to the to folks, um, how long you've been a Jesuit, where you're from, and sure. what you've done as a Jesuit a little bit, and then what you're what you're up to now, just to get a context you, and then we'll talk about some some uh, some pros and cons. <laughs> sure. Uh, born and raised in South Louisiana, in the Cajun part of the of the state. Uh, joined the Jesuits in the year 2000 when I was in my early 20s. Uh, the Jesuits have sent me all over. Uh, I've been, you know, down in Belize, in Mexico, in Bolivia, in Iraq for a little while, in Ireland for a while. Uh, so I've really been all over and done a whole lot of different things, which is the Jesuit way, uh, especially in your first couple of decades in the Jesuit. Usually they have you do all kinds of stuff. Uh, and it seems like I'm kind of for right now, at least according to my superiors, uh, settling down in New Orleans, Louisiana, which is not that far from home. It's nice for me. Uh, working at Jesuit High School, I think the best high school in the world, uh, certainly. But uh, I'm the president here right now. Oh, that's great. That's great. And uh, it is interesting. Dominicans, this is it's going to be impossible to avoid these comparisons. But mm-hmm. the Dominicans, uh-huh. yeah, we yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. Our formation is shorter than the Jesuits. The Jesuit formation is is like a year. Is it two years of novitiate, or is one? It's one yeah, year. Yeah. So we, yeah, so we have two years of the, the novitiate. Okay. We'll 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 study philosophy for about three years. Most of us mm-hmm. do mm-hmm. a period was called regency for about three years, which is often uh, teaching in a high school. I taught in Tampa, Florida, for a couple of those years, and then one of those years I worked at a parish down in Mexico. We'll study theology for another three or four years. Uh, get ordained and then uh, continue our work in some kind of way. Then we have an extra year formation 
after let's say 15 or 16 years as a Jesuit, we call it tertianship. It's like the, mm -hmm. the third year of your novitiate where you go back and you, you do the 30 day spiritual exercises mm -hmm. for the second time, uh, uh, work in, in new places that you might not fit in real well, but they want to just sort of test you and for you to test your vocation and, and, and continue on. Yeah, this is the, um, uh, the Jesuits have this military, there's this military model to them, but not only in the kind of structured organization, but also in this sense of pushing you to the extremes, it seems. Right. I mean, if you describe that to Dominic most Dominicans, we just wither, um, <laughs> like being sent to all these countries and the idea of like yeah. pushing you to extreme, you, yeah. you might say like, you mean do, going defending more theses? Is that mean you're right. pushing more to right. extreme intellectually? And you're like, <laughs> well, no, yeah. I mean going here. Yeah. So, so the character, the, the distinguishing characteristic of the Jesuits should be obedience, right? So, mm -hmm. so often Jesuits are put in places where the only reason you'd be there is because you are obedient and you believe that God would want you to be obedient. And so you do what you're asked to do. And that they often, the Jesuits often call this either an experiment or mm -hmm. a probation where, where they really want to test you and see, uh, what what qualities you have that would make you most effective in whatever apostolate you'll be assigned to. So because we're so because we're going to you know receive our orders from our superiors, they really want to know what they're working with, mm -hmm. and so they, they they push us to to the limits in a lot of in a lot of ways. Yeah, I think everyone's becoming sort of jealous um, at this point, but we all know ourselves. <laughs> There's different kinds. Um, now I have to say, um, the, uh, and Father Joseph, I'm sure Joseph Anthony will jump in. And, um, with his own his own Jesuit thoughts on this as well, but um, the jokes, of course, are important. Um, oh, here's here's I mean here's an opening question before we get to uh, the kind of meat of it. Um, is uh, there are a lot of Dominican Jesuit there are a lot of Jesuit jokes that Dominicans tell sort of things or like these kind of things. Yeah. Do Jesuits have do jokes about Dominicans? And if I, so, what are they? I've got about thirty or forty. Which <laughs> are you serious? <laughs> I because do. No, like, I've got tons of them. That's yeah. Father, oh, Father, Father Joseph that. Anthony. Father Joseph Anthony. Do you know? Have you ever heard of Dominican jokes from Jesuits? I have never. Not from the Jesuits. No, no. no. I just oh, okay. I well, you, you all give me one first. You all give me just one make... first, and I'll give you one. Uh, uh, oh yeah, there's one. Um, so the so the classic one, of course. I think I've mentioned this before. Is um, the Dominicans were founded to uh, get rid of the Albigensians, and Jesuits were founded to get rid of the Protestants. Uh, When's right. the last time you saw an Albigensian? Right, so, right, right. Yeah. That's, that's the kind of that's classic, right? Like right. The you know the one about the triumphalistic, like back pattery. You, on you know the one about the Franciscan and the Dominican and the Jesuit that go to play golf. Are you aware of this? Uh, no, but I should I know, know this. No, but I'm I, ready for it. Go for they, it. Yeah. They go to play golf, and there's a group of, of men in front of them who are uh, really slow at getting to the first, even even getting through the first hole. And uh, they're, they're all wearing sunglasses and kind of moving around in an odd way mm. and swinging the clubs but never hitting the ball. And so these these three priests assume that um, that these men are drunk, so they go to the clubhouse to complain. And uh, when they get a hold of the of the golf course owner, they say, "Listen, there's these guys out there. They're they're not doing a great job. We, we I don't understand why you would allow this to happen." And the owner says, "Listen, fellas, I thought you would understand. That this is my my uh, my act of charity to the poor. I let the blind come and play golf on on this day of the month." Well, immediately the Franciscan says, "Oh my goodness, this is fantastic! Uh, you know, God loves the lame. God loves the the poor. God loves the blind. I'm going to write a song about this on my guitar." You know. And the Dominican says, uh, th this is wonderful. Having been, having been robbed of one of their senses, they can still experience God through their other senses. I think this is wonderful. I'm going to write an hour and a half homily on this. And the Jesuit says, uh, why don't you just make them play at night? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> oh my gosh, that's so good. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> that is so good. Yeah, that's good. That's classic Jesuit. Man, that. yeah. wise as serpents. I love it. Yeah, that's that is great. That is great because you know there's I've always felt there's there's, there's a rivalry that goes back to of course the 16th, 16th century the De Auxilius controversy between Jesuits and Dominicans that was never the Pope basically at some point said as far as I can tell stop arguing with each other. You're both more or less right, even though it's hard to believe that both could be right, philosophically. Right. Well, I'm um, pretty sure the Dominicans put St. Ign Ignatius in jail at some point uh, as the Inquisition. Well, so well here's the <laughs> right. Well, here's the two. I mean, I there's two. Mean, oh, it's all forgiven, but I'm just saying it. it it's not, well, yeah, if you, if you read... <laughs> oh, no, it, it definitely happened. I mean, if you read his autobiography, the Dominicans, if you go to his autobiography and you look at the look up Dominicans and find him there, they're always the Inquisitors, like, asking him, hey, why don't you come to the house and we'll just talk to you for a bit? And then they'd send... <laughs> right. Of course. Yeah, it's a trap. Exactly. Of course, one of the, a trap. I mean, St. Uh, Saint Ignatius, of course, thinks thinks quite highly of St. Dominic. Um, uh, 100%. Absolutely. You know, uh, so he's just he's just uh, skeptical of some of St. Dominic's sons, I suppose. St. Um, Ignatius, <laughs> of course, reads the life of St. Dominic and St. Francis and thinks, why can I not be like these men? And that's he always right. he, he talks right about St. Dominic's. Yeah, and even I, at the I end of his life, I still have that talk to this day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's the inspiring thing. But um, well, we, okay, we're going to get to the, the the inspiring parts of the Dominican of the Jesuits here, with especially uh, sure. Saint Ignatius, who is um, where is there he is. He's got the there's my spiritual exercises. He's fantastic. Uh, when I was a college student, I picked I picked this up. Um, what have you? He's been around for a while. Um, but uh, maybe we should start with uh, it's possible that there's some people listening who have said or think maybe some, you know, are skeptical of the Jesuits. Um, what do you think, what do you, what do you think people like, what is it about the Jesuits in America maybe, or just worldwide that you think might, people might have reservations or, or things about, and what do you, oh, what do you make of those? Yeah. Well, I'll tell you right away. Uh, I apologize for any bad thing any Jesuit has done. Right. So there you so go. There are, <laughs> there's oh, no there doubt about it. There are Jesuits that have missed the mark uh, and are missing the mark currently. And, and, and I might be one of them. I don't know. Uh, I think that you, you're going to, you're going to find some imperfect Jesuits. There's no doubt about it. And, um, there are 16,000 of us. So there's a lot of opportunities for Jesuits to miss the mark. And, uh, I, I think that Often because our formation is so long, it often means that we're, we're well qualified for positions that that um, that where we can do a lot of good, but also also mm -hmm. do a lot of bad. And so mm -hmm. um, you're going to see a lot of attention given to Jesuits. I, I, I actually find that we're not that different from, you know, if you want to talk about just like the, the divides, the things that 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 make us. Um, uh, yeah, the, the divide in the country, for example, is represented mm -hmm. in the clergy yeah. in America, and that also includes totally, the Jesuits. Totally. And so I find yeah. it to be similar, a similar kind of a divide there. Uh, I also think that the Jesuits are often put in in places like in the margins, right? They're, they're asked mm -hmm. to go out to places where uh, there aren't a lot of other people, a lot of other Catholic priests doing the same kind of work. And so you find Jesuits kind of kind of making a lot of the mistakes first. Right. So. So, um, yeah, th this is this is historically true with if you think about, um, you know, the, the Jesuits in China, for example, and the Chinese mm -hmm. rights controversy that the Jesuits down in Uruguay and per uh, uh, and Paraguay, uh, you know, w working with the, the indigenous populations down there. Uh, the Jesuits in, in North America, upper, uh, you know, Canada and in, in uh, New York State and those places where they they are trying, they're doing their very best to 
understand the cultures that they're in, trying to figure out what is essential and, and then trying to minister to those people on their terms the best that they can. And that makes them enemies of the, of the state a lot of times mm-hmm. and enemies of other orders, maybe sometimes. And, and uh, sometimes we shoot ourselves in the foot and do the wrong thing, too. So I think we have like a long history of, of that mm. kind of work. And mm-hmm. people remember that history. And sometimes mm-hmm. it's remembered well. I think today the, the Jesuits have been vindicated in a lot of the examples I just gave. Yes. I don't I don't imagine that the Jesuits will be vindicated in the future for everything that we've ever done wrong. So I'm not suggesting that, oh yeah, just give yeah. us time. But I think that there I think that there just are a lot of Jesuits who are who are gonna be in that sort of experimental realm of of where the faith meets the culture. That mm-hmm. uh, that that mm-hmm. means we're gonna have a lot of a lot of mistakes. Yeah. But also um, but also I would just say, you know, try not to judge the Jesuits, 16,000 of us based on the one or two that, that you can name, you know, yes. like, uh, like, <laughs> and, and <laughs> yes, right. Yes. Right. Well, that, we won't. that yeah. brings up something that I actually was, I was about to ask you is, um, 16,000 Jesuits internationally. Um, mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. you are still the largest re- single religious order. That's in still the true for, Church, for, for men. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Men, male religious. So the largest, you, you know, you're the the behemoth in in that sense in the Catholic <laughs> Church, and um, but there is kind of this like maybe a colloquial understanding or, or talk about you know Jesuit formation is very kind of individualistic. Like the Jesuit is formed as an individual, you just parachute them into a rainforest and they're off and running, mm-hmm. and they go do their things. And it's that kind of militaristic, very kind of individual um, formation to go and do these very intense and demanding types of work, whether that's in administration or, you know, mm-hmm. on the margins, like you spoke of, right. um, how does that kind of play? Cause we're, you know, as Dominicans, we're coming from a very monastic formation, right? We, we, mm-hmm. we have this kind of understanding of a shared life together. Um, do you think that is, you know, does that understanding of the individual Jesuit, does that play into some of this? And how does that like, how do you deal with it when there's so many individual Jesuits who are off doing their own thing, but yet they're carrying the name of Jesuit and kind right. of. So I, I would say that we're never really off doing our own thing in any, in any real sense. Right. So there, there yeah. are, like I said, I think that the, the, the sense of obedience is supposed to be mm-hmm. this characteristic. Like everyone knows that the Franciscans are supposed to be poor. You know, everyone yep. knows that the Jesuits are supposed to be uh, obedient, obedient. Right. But that sense of obedience is often that you've received orders and that you go and then carry them out to the best of your ability. And it may be in situations where you don't have a lot of supervision, but you Mm -hmm. definitely had a mission given to you, right? You definitely had someone say, I need you in this place doing this thing. And then when you get there, you figure out what to do on the ground. I think before modern means of communication, that was very, very true. I think Mm -hmm. today it's more, um, I think more what you're seeing maybe where you think that people are acting individually, it's more, um, uh, it, yeah, I think, I think that's less so today. I think right now we get a lot mm-hmm. more communication. There's a lot more, we, we hear orders a lot more often than we would have heard them, you know, mm-hmm. orders from our superiors. We hear the, those things a lot more often than we might, might would have heard them a hundred years ago, you know? Yeah. I think, um, and Father John, that, that point about the, on the margins and therefore the kind of taking risks and experimenting for the, the greater good mm-hmm. and trying to do the best you can in, in difficult situations. Right. I think that really is an important, that is important to remember the context of, mm-hmm. of so many Jesuits mm-hmm. because you guys were, you're the, the tip of the spear. I mean, in, 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 a, in a lot of things, 
Yeah, I think yep, geographically yep. that's true. Yep. Culturally that's true. Yep. Even academically, you'll Everything. find Jesuits who are studying secular subjects who are who are really on the on the margins there of where of where the faith yep. and and kind of a Catholic anthropology meets some of these mm-hmm. some mm-hmm. of these um, these disciplines that have really have really not been uh, have not been in we, we haven't been doing them in a very Catholic way. And all of a sudden, you have these Catholic priests who are doing them right. So uh, sometimes you'll see some you know, some friction yeah. there as well. Well, I think yeah. it's like, a, I mean, we had recently um, the, the reconnoitering, wonderful word, the reconnoitering, the, the promised land. And uh, okay. in the sense, the Jesuits are doing that, whereas, say, Dominicans, I mean, we're, it's not like we're just repeating ourselves over over and over and over again, but you can be that with Thomas, really, sometimes. We're, yeah. we're running over well-trod kind of areas and working those pure, the kind of deep grooves of the, of the, the, the cart path of the, of the church, whereas the Jesuits oftentimes are going ahead and chopping, you know, kind of chopping the way, making, making clear the path and looking at what's around there and stuff. And that is true in all those areas. That means it gives us a context of being a little more like, now remember, these guys have a brief to go out there and experiment a little bit. And the obedience is, I suppose, what the idea is that you could draw a Jesuit back immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, ideally, right. as if, hey, if he's going too far, the obedience ties right. into that to say, stop right. that. You're pulling out now because this turns out we just don't trust you in here or this is not going the way we thought it would right. go and let's get you out. That kind of right. thing. So it's like uh, enhanced experiment uh, and obedience yeah. together. I, I think that's true. I think there's also something that uh, you you all could, could tell me if I'm seeing this the wrong way, but it seems to me often that the Dominicans I've known, and I've been friends with several, right, that they often come in uh, armored with a really good sense of, you know, sort of Thomistic logic. And there's a, there's a kind of like a, um, an intellectual plan to engage the world that mm-hmm. is, uh, that it, that mm-hmm. all of its scaffolding and everything really kind of hangs yep. onto, you know, metaphysics and, okay, so Jesuits yeah. should, should be versed in this, right? So Jesuits are supposed to be mm-hmm. able to be, hang in those conversations. Jesuits are also going to constantly being, uh, are going to constantly th- ask the question of like, well, well what are you, what, what are you, um, moved by? Like, are you, mm-hmm. like, we're, we're going to engage a person's like emotions. And a lot of mm-hmm. times when someone asks us a question, our answer isn't going to be, well, here's what Thomas says. Our, our answer mm-hmm. might be something more along the lines of, well, why would you ask that question? What's gotten mm-hmm. you, what's got you thinking mm-hmm. about this? What do you think that, do you think that that this is a, the good spirit calling you to to engage this question this way, or do you think maybe yeah. there's something else? So, so we turn to spirituality a lot of times much quicker mm-hmm. than a lot of Dominicans yeah. that I've known who who are much more likely to say like, look, here's the facts, and they, the facts don't care about your feelings as much, right? So here's all the facts, yeah. and then let those facts yeah. inform your feelings. Whereas the Jesuits yeah. are almost kind of like saying, let's explore your feelings first, and then not to let go of the facts, not to ever let go of good solid right. theology, but but we might engage people just a little bit more quickly on that psychological level, you know? Yeah, I think that's, it's, it's kind of like um, the Dominicans are more like logicians or mathematicians that have a prior structure frameworks and that are going out to apply them to things. Whereas Jesuits are more like the natural scientist investigatory, you know, induction kind of go mm-hmm. out and see what's out there and let that inform and see what, so it's, it has to be both ways, of course. Sure, but yeah. Sure. The two, the two, em- the two emphases yeah. that's, that seems mm-hmm. fair. I that, that yeah. sounds, that sounds right. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the the other thing that as we're we're having this discussion, and and you're kind of painting the picture of the kind of like mirrored image of each other, not contradictory, not like kind of scattering, right. but they're definitely a mirror image. Where I think the Dominicans start intellect and kind of go through it, and the um, Jesuits kind of start asking those emotions and, and seeing mm-hmm. what the kind of soil is that we're dealing with and and building up. Right. Um, but that aspect of going on the margins and kind of I, I really believe this, like going back to Ignatius, that kind of missionary drive from the very beginning 
that mm-hmm. is present in the Jesuits and right. Ignatius and um, the beginnings of the order. Right. But I, I think at least contemporary, you know, my experience of the Jesuits has always been associated with some major institutions. And so the institutions of yeah. colleges and high schools, I mean, you yourself are a president of a high school. That's and right. I hear the the stories of the Jesuits that went on mission to all these great, um, you know, to the ends of the earth and, and things. And I think you've experienced right. that yourself going there. Right. But at least in the contemporary America, the vast majority of my experience or in encounters with the Jesuits has been in an institutional way. So right. with this missionary push, why why has it always been kind of... I don't know, calcified into these institutions that bear a Jesuit name uh, or identity, or maybe at this point we should just say just a heritage. Yeah. So I, th- I think it, it kind of mirrors the secular concept of like having an entrepreneurial spirit, right? That you have mm-hmm. these, you have these, uh, these great men who go out and set out to, to, to be in those places and then to build something. Well, once you start building something, you have something and then it becomes how do we build it bigger? Right. If you can't build something <laughs> new, then let's at least take what we have and build it bigger. And so we wind up with with th- these sort of real big, long, old institutions. I'm the president of a high school that's 175 years old. Uh, uh, we have you know, 1250 young men, uh, you know, uh, mm-hmm. are about to start school here this year mm-hmm. and, uh-huh. you know, well respected in the city. Well, you know, well, well uh, serving the city very, very well. You know, the mayor, the, the, the you know, the, these kind of people often come from from our ranks, you know, from mm-hmm. as our graduates. And uh, it, it's hard not to see that as sort of like. It, you know, if there's no frontier right in front of us, we're at least going to just try to go up, right, and get bigger and bigger. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so that that often happens and then produces mm-hmm. these big institutions. It also leads to some kind of some kind of strange things happening. Like this is not true about about the high school that I'm at, but a lot of our institutions wind up uh, as the Jesuits. You know, as as religious men in the United States, the number of us have shrunk. It shrank, for the Jesuits, we shrank, and our institutions were getting bigger. We've we've asked more and more lay people to help us do what we do. They often come in with the, you know, having having been professionalized, having been taught how to do what we do first by the world. Right. And so then they come in mm-hmm. and uh, many of them have been great and have bought into what we're all about. But the shape of our structures start to mirror the secular world in a lot of ways. So I'm thinking like of our of our universities, for example, yeah. you can trace back a lot of the problems in our universities. You can trace them back often to our universities doing their best to keep up with the big secular universities. So yeah. Yeah, we yeah. have each department might might look a little bit more autonomous than you would expect. And they don't always hire and fire for for mission the way you would expect. And even with the yeah. Jesuit president of a university, sometimes mm-hmm. you see certain departments kind of go off the rails a little bit. And it's a lot harder to call them back because they've got tenure and that's what they do in secular universities. And so that's 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 been a real frontier that, that we've been yeah. trying to navigate for a while, mm. not always successfully, you know. Well, mm. again, tip of the spear on that. I mean, we're all, all the Catholic institutions, uh, the universities in America, except for the, the smaller ones, but the big ones um, mm-hmm. that have, have been around for a while are, are trying to navigate how, as the world gets more secular and the culture gets more anti-Catholic right. in a way, how do you maintain and yet still also become a, how are you, how are you a sign of contradiction that isn't just rejected? Yeah. Um, how can you right, be that right, right. sign of contradiction within society? So I think we're all we're all trying to all trying to sort that out. Yeah, um, yeah. Okay, I want to switch though uh, to the the some um, not that this was negative. There were this is yeah, the last part was like negative. hermeneutics, like giving <laughs> hermeneutics on on some of the things about Jesuits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now I want now it's time to really bring out the uh, the, the bells and the whistles and the excitement, um, which <laughs> everyone could probably tell from, from Father Father John's voice and just seeing him in person. He's this is a 
This is a mensch. Um, and so, <laughs> I mean, you look like you look like you must be like six foot eight or something. I don't know. <laughs> uh, maybe it's the, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah. I, I believe I believe that. So uh, most religious orders, you know, come and go. Uh, the majority, they're kind of like businesses. They're around for a time to serve a particular need and then they go away. I think it's similar with religious orders. Charisms are brought up in the church and then, and then they might go away because of lack of faithfulness to them, or they might go away because that charism is no longer needed. I mean, I think the, um, right. I know, no, no, if, you know, maybe like the, there are some charisms in the hospitalers and the Knights Templar and stuff that sure. not, sure. maybe you could make a case for it today. Um, but, uh, maybe not, yeah. but like yeah. Dominicans, Dominicans are aiming at truth. Um, and truth, it seems to be, is, is always whether we're successful at teaching or not. Um, it seems right. like something the world at least needs. Uh, right. Franciscans are aiming at something. Um, I think it's poverty. Could just, <laughs> the poor? Yeah, we'll yeah. go with the poor. And, that, and the poor, and and Christ promises that charisma always gonna be around because yeah. he said right. always be with right. you. Um, That's right. So, so the Jesuits yeah. are still around. You're still the biggest one. You're not. Mm-hmm. I mean. You're not, it's not likely, it's hard to imagine a world without Jesuits. Um, it's possible, but yeah, it's hard to imagine. The church existed for 1,500 years without us, so I, I guess yeah, it's some way. with we, Dominicans, too. I, I, we should can do it. To, I should be able to imagine this, even if I can't, yeah. Yeah, exactly. But it, so imagine, so what, what is it distinctive about, the, I mean, so uh, you know, what is it about the Jesuits, do you think, from the inside, that you find, like, this is, this is great. The Jesuits have really added yeah. either St. Ignatius or the pattern, either by prayer or by whatever. What is the charism yeah. that you think that may, this is a really a flowering of, of the right. Christian gospel in this particular way? Yeah. Okay. So I, I think that when it starts off, think of the motto of the Jesuits, ad maiorum de glorium, right? For the greater mm-hmm. glory of God. This is referring to uh, how we make choices in the world. When we look around at the world at all the things that we, the good choices that we can make, right? That take all the sins and they're, they're out of the question. We're not going to commit any sins. They're just good choices for us to make. How do we choose which one, right? And so we, we always choose that which glorifies God more. Well, that's going to change with nearly every context, right? So I, I think that uh, what that means for the Jesuits is that we should be able to flourish working in a parish or a school or a retreat house or out on the frontier speaking with indigenous peoples who've never, you know, never heard of the gospel before or working in politics or astronomy or, you know, we should be very, very um, universally applicable. The, the spirituality that we have yeah. ought to catch us on fire and, and make us excel mm-hmm. at really, really anything that we that we can get involved in. And I think that this is today, this is still happening, right? So we've got, we've got uh, some young Jesuits working on the border in McAllen, Texas. We've got a Jesuit who is the national chaplain for focus uh, missionaries, right? The, the mm-hmm. ones who work in uh, universities and whatnot. Uh, we have Jesuits who are in high schools and universities. We have Jesuits who are chaplains in the military. We, so all of these things become uh, things that we should be able to do because of of this the sense of saint ignatius loyola that really mm-hmm. anywhere we are called we're going to be willing to say yes so that that could mean any place the church needs us so mm-hmm. i think that that's a that's a major one i would mm-hmm. also say that the wisdom of saint ignatius loyola is just superb it's absolutely mm-hmm. the saint i feel like the saint for this time uh we have so many of his writings you know he's the most he, he was the most prolific letter writer during his yeah. lifetime. Like he wrote more letters yeah, than yeah, anybody yeah. else. So like we, we have a, access to his thought. We have access to the, mm-hmm. the way that he saw the world. That is, that is rare for saints that we, we often mm-hmm. just, you know, we can name two or three kind of anecdotes or maybe even some hagiography that, that might have slipped in there. But with St. Ignatius, we know. Like we know what he yeah. thought. We know what he meant. Yeah. We know where yeah. he was trying to get us to go. And that there's so much, there's so much there to draw from both personally. I can tell you as a priest, I don't know where I would be without St. Ignatius. And, and, and I can only think, man, the church 
can use some of this too, right? The church yeah. can really can really dip into this as what well. What do you think would give us the top top like one or two or three, you know, wisdom gems from from St. Ignatius that we ought to just know? Uh so so uh how about how about the discernment of spirits, right? The discernment mm-hmm. of spirits. Yeah. Very often uh, we can imagine that our intellect is going to drive all of our decisions, but that, that's just not always true, right? Often we just feel pulled or repulsed or, or something like that. And, and a way to discern those spirits and say, look, this is, I find this repulsive, but that's bad. I shouldn't find it repulsive or vice versa. I find this repulsive because it's God helping me avoid it. You know, being able to figure out who is, who is on my shoulder whispering in my mm-hmm. ear is a fantastic uh, it's a fantastic, and there's a science to it, right? There's a way to do mm-hmm. this. There's yeah, a science yeah. to it. Uh, I love the way that St. Ignatius, conti- you know, always thinks of the soul as something which can be uh, bettered, right? That, that um, it, we never just say, oh, well, that's, that's what I am. That's who I'm, that's who I am. That's what I'm like. I have these idiosyncrasies and that's how God made me. You know, St. Ignatius is always teaching us that, no, you can be better than you are, right? God, mm-hmm. God is calling you to something greater. God's calling you to something better. And he's calling you to bring all of your talents, all of your abilities to, you know, to the, to the task, but, but you can absolutely uh, uh, mm-hmm. perform exercises, spiritual mm-hmm. exercises that can help build you up and, and, mm-hmm. and make you in the kind of shape that you need to be. And, and you know, with the help of God, yeah. with the grace of God, you can, you can be that saint that God wants you to be. I just think that, that that's a fantastic mm-hmm. message of hope. I think uh, an emphasis on, on studies where uh, uh, that we would use our intellects in such a way that would glorify God as well. That, mm-hmm. that you know, mm-hmm. I, I think all those things are all what the church, mm-hmm. what the church needs yes. in a lot of ways. Yeah. No, Father, um, I was, I remember when I was started to discern the Dominicans, like one of the things that was, um, like the, you know, the nice little comfort weighted blanket for me in my vocation was the fact that I looked at the 800 year tradition of the Dominicans and there was a laundry list of saints. Right. And it was very apparent. Like if you surrender yourself to this life, you live this life in its fullest, you will, you will get to eternity. You will be saint. And it's like, it was a proven way of life. And I look at the Jesuits and I see something very similar through, you know, the list of uh, saints that have SJ after in the name. And then the tremendous amount of religious that are inspired by St. Ignatius and his spirituality that have formed their own congregations or things like that, that they too have been um, enrolled in the, you know, in the book of book of life and eternity. Right. So when you look at that, is there, you know, another saint that inspired you or another Jesuit, when you looked at the history of the order that we were like, oh, this is inspiring to me to continue to pursue this spirituality, this vocation, and to right. like really surrender myself to this, when you look at that kind right. of, um, you know, patterned way of life in that way. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's hard for me not to stop the list once I start, but I'll tell you everything from, right. from, uh, from men like, like Miguel Pro, who just yeah. understood in the midst of, of, uh, of, of a government oppression that, that Christ was King, you know, um, mm-hmm. from men like Pierre Favre, who understood, uh, the spiritual exercises in such a way that even St. Ignatius Loyola said, this guy's the best at giving the exercises, you know, <laughs> men like Francis Xavier, who were just out absolutely out there, uh, still tethered, you know, to, to the mm-hmm. heart of Christ and, and, and unable to get away from that, but, but in a stranger in a strange land in every way. Uh, and that, that everywhere they go, the, the Jesuits are, are often, uh, not, not often, they always are, they're always stories of martyrs. Like it's hard to find mm-hmm. a place yes. where there yes. weren't Jesuits yes, martyrs. Absolutely. And to me, if these men, uh, had been formed by their spirituality, by the, the, by Ignatian spirituality, had been formed to the point where they could give their life, 
I, I just want that too, right? <laughs> I want whatever yeah. that is. I want that. Whatever, yes, whatever yes. that is, please Let's give go. it to me. Uh, yeah. Please, please give me the very same spirit. And, and uh, you know, and another thing too, that the Jesuits often, and, and the saints that you're going to encounter in the Jesuit order, um, many of them, and I think it's because of St. Ignatius, many of them are men who are reformed, right? So if you look at the discernment of spirits, St. Ignatius mm -hmm. is not the only one who wrote a, a list of, uh, of rules for discernment of spirits. But St. Ignatius is, as far as I know, the only one who ever wrote a set of rules coming from the viewpoint of a of a deep sinner, right? Of a, of a really mm -hmm. bad sinner where, where other saints will say, hey, if you want to go from good to great, this is how you discern the spirits. St. Ignatius says, here's how you turn your life around, right? Here's mm -hmm. how you discern the spirits and turn your life around. Because he knew this. He knew this firsthand. And so I think that that's also the sort of thing that produces a lot of a lot of our saints are guys who who were reformed, uh, who turned away from some other kind of lifestyle to be able to embrace this. And I think that's fantastic. That's that's a really good point. The rule because in discernment of spirits, rule one and rule two for Ignatius are the, are the flip. Rule one is going from when you're when you're a sinner right. and being called by God, and then rule two is what happens once you're now you're in line right. with God and you still right. have sins with you, and that's that right. takes you for the, for the rest of it. That's that's entirely true. And there's right. the martyr thing. That is, you know, we've got yeah. a lot of Dominican martyrs too, but not during the Reformation as much. For instance, I mean, you guys just went on through your bodies at the uh, at the Protestants, and I mean, like in England, for instance, it's a great tragedy in a way that, and it's still quite baffling that there are no Dominican, as far as I know, there are no Dominican martyrs uh, in, during the Reformation in in England, uh, even though there were plenty of Dominicans around, yeah. and yet there were plenty of Edmund Campion, and we got plenty of uh, Jesuits. You guys, yeah, and the, and if, yeah. if martyrdom is the closest confirmation to Christ, the crucified one, then the Jesuit order in some ways is is this truly the society of Jesus, his yeah. companions on the cross, and not yeah. just like, Beautiful. you know, mm -hmm. the thing yeah. that, that well, is, that's gorgeous. Give yourself some credit. A lot of time the Jesuits were martyred for espousing uh, theology that they had learned from Dominicans. So so give that's, yourself some credit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's exactly right. No, that's, and we'll, well, you know, um, Ignatius always says, you know, we're, we, we're going to learn the, the Thomism, Thomistic system exactly. and stuff. And I love the annotation that says, now on the predestination point, don't get into too much fights, but just don't tell, right. don't talk about too much. It's too, it's really, right. Right. people right. don't get it. Just stick to it. Um, so it's yeah. Great. And he, I think he also says if, if, if they're on this side, go ahead and just introduce a few, a few other ideas. And if they're on that side, introduce the opposite, you know, like don't, yeah. let any, don't let anybody else go to an extreme, you know, without yeah. you yes. kind of balancing it out with, with, uh, with just good solid theology. So yeah, he's trying to, uh, yeah, the Catholics and I mean, the Cal Calvinists and the Arminians, he's trying to, to fight against both right. those. He's with right. the sort of virtues and the mean thing. That's great. Right. Gosh, right. Father John, we could, I mean, we could talk for, for hours uh, right. with you about this stuff. Cause it's, I think I hope, hope our listeners have gotten a sense of like the, the passion, the power of the Jesuits and the passion that you have for mm -hmm. this beautiful charism and what you're doing down in New Orleans. And especially those, you're forming these young men, 1200, you said you've got 12. 1200, uh, yeah. I think, I think we're going to start the new year with 1240 something, 1241, Oh, and you're going to nice. give them this, nice. it's something of this Jesuit charism and hopefully God, God willing. And, uh, and through God's grace, um, that some of them will also join the ranks of the Jesuits. I'm sure your school has plenty of, Amen. of, 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 uh, of Jesuits there. We and do. I love the, I love the optimism of the, of the kind of, of mm -hmm. the individual soul that you can always do better. You know, mm -hmm. you, for the greater glory of God, he's greater than, than all things. And you can be a little greater yourself right. as you, as you closer to him in crucifixion with Christ and That's obedience. Exactly right. That's great. Yeah. It's beautiful. So, um, uh, before we go, though, is there any, if there was one recommendation um, for our listeners, if you're going to look at the Jesuits, um, 
the personal writings of Ignatius. There's, I know, there's a Penguin edition of that. Or where would you? What would you recommend people um, to just get a touch of this? <laughs> study, study any Jesuit saint, and and you're going to mm-hmm. see what it looks like in action. Right? Uh, there's a there's a great book called He Leadeth Me by uh, Servant of God Father uh, Walter Chizik, Chizik? Uh, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Who was who was imprisoned by the the Russians uh, for a while yeah. uh, in the Gulag. He's that, that's a great book to read to kind of get a, a sense of the mm-hmm. Jesuit way of looking at life. Maybe something a little bit more current, but any okay. of the lives of the Jesuit saints. And if you just kind of want to be in, in the practice of the things that the Jesuits do in terms of our spirituality, you know, the, the apostleship of prayer, which I think is called like the Pope's worldwide prayer network now, but it, the, the apostleship of prayer is what we're most of us are used to thinking about okay. is still, is still run by the Jesuits. Um, you know, I have a I have a very humble YouTube page, uh, Father John Brown Ooh. SJ. Uh, so, so you feel free to watch any of those videos. Uh, so I'm sort of evolving my style. So you may you may like some and not others, but we go for it anyway. Uh, yeah, but I think those are those are great places to start. Okay, that's great. Well, you're at the tip of the spear too, so I uh, appreciate that, you <laughs> Jesuits. Uh, this is great. Well, thanks, Father John. Thank you for for, having, for being on here. Just so, so exciting to have a son of Ignatius talking to sons of Saint Dominic. Um, Thank you all so- very much. I really appreciate it. We'll turn now to our viewers. Thanks again to all of our supporters, Patreon supporters especially. If you'd like to tithe to our work, check us out at patreon.com at uh, forward slash Godsplaining. Uh, follow us on Facebook. I think Twitter is now called X. Um, Instagram or any of those kind of social media things. Uh, like, subscribe, leave a five-star review. Head over to Father John's page and uh, leave five-star reviews and comments there too. Uh, visit godsplaining.org to shop our merchandise and get dates and information for upcoming Godsplaining events. I think we've got a, in November 3rd through 5th, we've got the uh, the uh, Young Adults Retreat dealing with truth and tolerance and uh, Cardinal Ratzinger's book. And perhaps we'll do one on Ignatius and some sort of Ignatian spirituality in the future. So put in the comments if you want that. In the meantime, though, we will be praying for you. Please pray for us, and we'll catch you next time.